0: This is the Morning Press from Cast Iron Brands, a BrainIron.com production. Here's 11 minutes or less of news for today, Friday, December 15th, 2023. Confirming the suspicions of women on dating and relationship apps, new data released by the Centers for Disease Control shows that men are both shorter than they were 25 years ago and also lying about it. The average height of Americans peaked for those born around 1980, according to data collected by the CDC's National Health Interview Survey, at which point we began collectively shrinking. This is true of both men and women. The Morning Press apologizes for the cheap shot of a joke that led off this segment. Those responsible have been sacked. Whether native or foreign-born, and across the spectrum of educational attainment, Although it also appears that those individuals who never attended college are getting shorter faster. The data also points to a spike in childhood obesity rates in the 1980s. Pre-Reagan, American children had about a 1 in 20 chance of being obese. Post-Reagan, that figure is between 1 in 6 and 1 in 5. This is about the same time that American life expectancy relative to the rest of the world peaked. Some researchers hypothesize that the deregulation and privatization efforts of the Reagan administration and the sudden jump in per capita health care spending that is correlated with those efforts are to blame. To explore the data on your own, a link to an unpaywalled version of the Washington Post article is available in the notes for this episode at brainiron.substack.com. As for the lying about our heights, whether on dating apps or the doctor's office, the data suggests that both men and women overstate their height by about one inch, and that both sexes tend to slightly underestimate their weight. A child who went missing in Spain while on vacation with his family at the age of 11 in 2017 was found wandering alone in the rain in rural France at 3 o'clock in the morning by a passing motorist. The now 17 years old boy was carrying a skateboard and told the driver who picked him up that he had, four days prior, simply walked out of the mountain commune where he'd been living the past two years, and had been wandering aimlessly since in search of a future, any future for himself beyond life with the strange spiritual community in the mountains. The boy, Alex Batty, is expected to be returned to relatives near Manchester, England, in the next few days. His mother and grandfather are still wanted by Manchester police in connection with his disappearance. A newly released Associated Press poll of about 1,100 Americans in the first week of December indicates that two-thirds of U.S. adults of both major political parties believe that the success of one party or another will weaken the foundation of American democracy and that the very fate of the nation might hinge upon their preferred party ending up in control. This is, it's worth noting, only the second most pressing concern of the American people, according to the poll— A full three-quarters believe that the 2024 presidential election will be very important for the U.S. economy. A 12-foot bronze sculpture of President Abraham Lincoln at a waterfront park in Louisville, Kentucky, has had its top hat go missing. The sculpture featured the former president seated on a large rock with some books and his top hat by his side, but the hat seems to have been stolen. Park officials are checking for any nearby video recordings for clues, and the public has been asked to call an anonymous tip line with any information they might have. Scrap bronze fetches between 2 and $3 per pound, according to a cursory Google search. House Speaker Mike Johnson, who has professed a belief that following a series of late-night conversations with the creator of the universe, he was selected by God, like a new Moses to lead the Lord's people as Republican Speaker of the House, may not be long for his current leadership position, as fellow Republicans in the House are furious with him for making deals with Democrats. Bob Good, a Virginia lawmaker and newly ascended chair of the House Freedom Caucus, expressed concern after the bipartisan passing of a defense spending bill on Thursday that followed concessions last month to avert a government shutdown, which were similar to the deals struck that led to the ouster of former Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Good said that House leadership failed to leverage their 2023 majority, quote, to force change on Washington as a whole, which is why we have a new speaker, end quote, implying that Johnson's job might not be secure if he continued to cave to Democratic demands. A bit of quick analysis from the editorial side. Whoever selected Mike Johnson to be the Speaker of the House, whether it was, in fact, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and Omega, the God of Moses and Abraham and the Father of Jesus Christ, or simply circumstance and luck, it seems fair to say at this point, Mike serves at the pleasure of Bob Good and the House Freedom Caucus, rather than the good Lord above. In a rare bit of good news for your average or even subpar man, the U.S. Census Bureau has released data that shows that there are only 96.6 adult men for every 100 adult women in the United States. This disparity is most pronounced in metropolitan East Coast areas. From Philadelphia to Atlanta to Baltimore, there are only about 86 men for every 100 women. It's another story out west, in San Francisco and San Diego, California, and Austin, Texas, for example. The men outnumber women, though in lower ratios. TMP analysis, ladies, if you think you're settling, take heart. You probably didn't have any better options, after all. In entertainment news, Wonka, a film that aims to tell the origin story of a character first seen in Roald Dahl's 1964 children's novel Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, opens in theaters this weekend. The film stars Timothy Chalamet in the title role has received generally positive reviews and is expected to pull in $40 million in box office receipts over the next few days. A brief editorial aside... The fact of this film's existence at all in the world is such a profound, blank mystery to the morning press that we find we are unable to form a coherent thought in response to it. Wonka is a mysterious found object, an impenetrable box discovered, unasked for on one's front porch, seamless and without any clear place to grab a hold of it, something that happened, certainly, but why or how, or to what true end, no one can ever know. Full disclosure, the 1971 film Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, starring Gene Wilder, is a dearly beloved and aesthetically emotionally foundational artistic touchstone for this humble news correspondent. Boston's first Asian-American mayor has found herself at the center of some controversy this week after she hosted a racially segregated holiday party for the people of color on the city council. Michelle Wu defended her decision to host the, quote, Electeds of Color Holiday Party, end quote, on the basis that the event has been going off without previous complaint for more than a decade. A brief editorial aside... The mayor of Boston in 2023, this week, hosted a racially segregated holiday party and defended that decision by pointing to the fact that it has been done this way many times before in the not-so-distant past. Clarification, that was not an editorial aside at all, just an astonished restatement of the facts. On this date, December 15th in 1964, the New York Times reported that the Supreme Court had, the day before, voted unanimously to uphold the Civil Rights Act's ban on segregation in public places, clearing the way for enforcing the controversial law at full scale throughout the country, much to the dismay of critics, including Senator Barry Goldwater, who had been holding out hope that the law would be deemed unconstitutional. The court found that businesses that offered public accommodations to people, like motels and restaurants, could not discriminate on the basis of race, couching the constitutional question in terms of Congress's authority to regulate interstate commerce. Because a motel served people who might be traveling across state lines, and because restaurants often source food and other business necessities from other states, they were sufficiently engaged in interstate commerce to come under authority of Congress's ability to regulate them. Regardless of the constitutional or legal question, the underlying morality of anti-segregation laws is generally widely accepted, as there is a now long-established social norm that a person's immutable physical characteristics are not indicative of their character, or humanity, or worth. Though it must be said that not everyone has come to share that view. Now, here's a look at the weather. You know... No, no, don't speak. For some moments in life, there are no words. Mm -hmm. Run along now. Mm -hmm. Uh That's the weather from here. How's it look out your window? The Morning Press is a production of the BrainIron.com multinational media empire. Please direct comments and complaints to BrainIronPodcast at gmail.com or visit the website at BrainIron.com. For a transcript of today's episode and links to the stories referenced, find The Morning Press at brainiron.substack.com. Thanks, and barring the sudden onset of the inevitable, we'll talk to you on Monday. The proceeding was created with 100% human content.